This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode of In the Limelight, we will discuss an intriguing Britney Spears painting and Kate Middleton and Prince William's very covert recent family operation. But first, we're going to hear from Josh about his night at the Thor premiere last week with a few very special guests. Josh, set this up for us. Yeah, so this happened last week. I have to like uh, rewind the time machine or something to remember all the details (laughs) as if it was like years ago. But um, I went to the premiere of Thor Ragnarok, which I still, having seen the movie, could not tell you what Ragnarok means or is. But I went with a friend of the podcast, Michelle Collins. But I was very excited because Kate Blanchett is playing the villain in this movie. And I don't know if you've seen, but like the reviews and sort of the buzz has been that this is like the funniest Marvel movie in a while. So anyways, I had no idea what to expect of this premiere because you never really know what kind of celebrities you're going to get. Usually know, as you know, when you go to one of these things, like you're going to get the actors in the movie, but sometimes you get some kind of interesting other actors. Like David Schwimmer at the Blake Lively premiere. Exactly, exactly. Michelle kind of was got extremely excited and I had no idea what was going on and she's kind of like hyperventilating and it's because Jason Alexander of Seinfeld fame enters the building. Why Jason Alexander was there to see a a Thor movie is like still a question that was unanswered but he came in with what I think was his wife and they like sat down like five rows back and I just liked imagining him like having to watch this whole Thor movie like that he sat through. It was super long. It must have been like two hours, 20 minutes. Um, and like by a certain point, like I literally turned to Michelle and said, like, does anyone get what happens in these movies? Like, I feel like I'm like have a general intelligence level of like a normal human. Like I could not explain to you anything that happened in that movie. Like none of it made sense. But there were still a few fun parts because Chris Hemsworth actually does get to kind of like goof off a little bit. You are not selling this movie to me at all. Two hours, 20 minutes. (laughs) Funny for Marvel. The best part in the movie by far is that like for the first like 45 minutes, Chris Hemsworth has, as you probably have seen in the posters and like whatever, I think he has it in the other Thor movies, like a long blonde kind of scraggly wig. 
and it's not great. Like it detracts from his like overall beauty by like a good amount. And then, and I feel like Michelle and I are both like, eh. Then like 45 minutes in, I don't even remember the like contrived way they make this happen, but like a character ends up cutting his hair off. So like he finally has this like close cropped buzz and he looks like so much better that we both like gasped. <laughs> like that, that was like the most shocking reveal in the movie when they like cut his scraggly hair off. And I'm like, thank God. And like then he looked like a chiseled whatever God. And like you're like, oh my God. Yeah, I totally get it now. So he sat through all two hours and 20 minutes. No. So Chris Hemsworth came in. He didn't, the way I explained it with Blake Lively coming in, but coming out, like whatever. He didn't even do that. He just kind of came in with the director. They introduced the movie with some sort of like self-deprecating banter. They're like, oh yeah, it's going to be a really like uplifting movie in these like dark times or something like that. Then, but he looked, he looked amazing. Like you definitely felt the command of his, uh, handsomeness in person. Then, and the director is very handsome too. And they kind of have this like interplay. It almost felt like they could be doing like a buddy comedy together. Then they both left and like didn't, they didn't stay. And he didn't, Chris Hemsworth didn't come to the after party, which is kind of unusual for one of these things. That's crazy. Was Kate Blanchett there? No. No, I was so disappointed. No Kate Blanchett, uh, no Mark Ruffalo, no Tom Hiddleston. So the only actor from the film, I think, who was there was Chris, and he didn't even come to the after party. <laughs> but but I think they had an L.A. premiere, too, so maybe they all went to that. That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw on People.com the next day that Matt Damon, who, spoiler alert, has a cameo in Thor, he, should I not have revealed that? Whatever, who cares? Um, there, he, he went out to dinner with like Chris Hemsworth and their wives instead of him going to the after, like, so instead of watching the movie or going to the after party, he just like went to dinner with Matt Damon, who wouldn't make that choice. So you can't really blame him. Right. I know. Any movie I would have chosen Matt Damon over. Man, how is Kate Blanchett's character? Is she worth seeing the movie like bonkers she plays this villain called hella she's like it's the campiest thing you've ever seen like she kind of looked like madonna in the frozen music video meets like i don't even know like she just it was she kind of has this like severe sort of like black eye eye makeup and like she has like when she gets mad she kind of has this like reindeer antler situation that pops out of her head <laughs> like anyone who's like actually knows what these movies are is gonna think but also like all of her line deliveries are like you're not getting out of here without a fight like it's this all ridiculous like dialogue i was excited to see her sort of like in this she looked amazing she kind of had this like really cool like super villain outfit um but i was like what is going on that she decided to do this but another Kate, so Kate McKinnon was there, and she came in shortly after Jason Alexander. Looked like she had just come from seminar. She had, like, all black with a backpack. <laughs> like, she just was, like, jumping on in to catch the screening. <laughs> and then she sat right in front of Jason Alexander and then, like, turned around at one point, which I always like seeing, like, a celebrity introduce themselves to another celebrity. So she turned around to, like, say hello to Jason Alexander and, like, introduce herself. And everyone was kind of, like, out of the corner of their eye watching, I feel. Because she did it in kind of, like, demonstrative fashion. And then she was like, what brings you two here tonight? Like, as if she was, like, almost, like, playing one of her characters. Like, she did, like, a little bit. But then we couldn't hear Jason Alexander's answer, which is all I wanted to hear, which was, why was he at the Thor premiere? Right. (laughs) So, like, Kate McKinnon was asking the good questions. Oh, man. Do you think you're going to see it? No. I wasn't even trying to equivocate there. (laughs) All right. 
Well, there's really no way. Can you think of any possible? There's like the transition here. I'm not sure what it could possibly be. I mean, the blonde hair. Yeah. This was a really weird item. Had you seen this? No. Well, I didn't know that Britney Spears paints. Did you know this? Because I don't follow her on Instagram. I did know she paints because on Instagram, her Instagram is one of the most enjoyable Instagrams to follow for a celebrity. Jordan, our producer, is shaking her, like nodding her head with such glee right now. Um, she really is fun to follow because it's sort of zany. Like she'll post like inspirational quotes. Like I think, yeah, or not even inspirational. Like yesterday she posted something about how she would marry chocolate if she could. And then she'll post like lots of kind of like photos of her sons, like doing like trapeze or, you know, a, a nice drawing that one of her sons did. It's sort of just like a cute mom's Instagram. And then, but then she also mixes in, I don't know if you've seen these, but she does these videos where she'll just like walk down, I guess, like a hallway in her house in various outfits. Like she'll, someone edits these videos together for her, I guess. And it's like just her in an outfit. And like it cycles through like eight different outfits with like set to like a Black Eyed Peas song from 10 years ago. Like it's always set to some weird song. Oh my gosh. I love this. And I think there should be a VH1 show that you host where you review celebrity social media accounts. Yeah, I'm down. But I feel like she, it's, 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 it's refre- refreshingly, um, doesn't feel like anyone is advising her on what to post. That is the best part when you feel like it's authentic. But then, but so, so then I guess she recently posted a video showing her painting that was like set to some, like, I guess it's a Mozart, whatever, Sonata, but she is wearing this kind of bizarre outfit. And I want to set the stage because I did go back and watch this. She's outside. It must be her house or her, like, Vegas mansion. But she's, like, in this garden. And there are all these, like, Greek columns, I guess, around the house. It's very picturesque. She is at an easel. She has, like, her oil paints right there. And, yeah, how would you describe her outfit? Her outfit is insane. But it doesn't look... Did you find it... I mean, the outfit combined with what she's painting is sort of... It almost seemed like it couldn't be authentic. Like, I don't know, just it seems so bizarre. There's a lot going on between the Mozart music... Her painting these, I guess, cheery flowers, I guess is what I would say it. I like how you added in, when Julie wrote this up, she said, just like Monet used to wear while working. But I feel there were two things I thought were weird. One is that she switches outfits midway through. Did you notice that? Yes, yes. She's wearing white booty shorts, a push-up bra, and then this kind of like smock, painting shirt smock that's like sexily slung over her shoulders. Wow, you're making me think I should try to pull off like a sexy, like slung over my shoulders smock look. And ASICS tennis shoes. Right. And so there's this time lapse photo. Her hair is like up in like a really cute ponytail that like someone definitely did for her but halfway through she must have decided that like that shirt wasn't working so she switches it off for this like gauzy sleeveless like unbuttoned kind of flowing thing wait also though in the way you just said i should like have a show where i talk about celebrity social media you need one where you just talk about britney spears's like off-duty outfits these descriptions are great it's incredible 
So then I thought the costume change was one of the more notable things about the video. But then also, clearly this video should be like in the Smithsonian. But then also, she's not painting what's in front of her. It's like if you're outside and you're painting, you would think usually someone's painting like the tree behind them or like the the lake in front of them. But like what sh- the flowers that she's painting are not have nothing to do with the scenery around her. And the paint colors do not go with what she's painting and she doesn't like mix the colors together. Wait, so like I think I think we're like what we're talking around right now is like do we think she actually painted it? I would say no, but then you see the painting, (laughs) then you see the finished product. Because, Josh, I want you to describe this finished product. The paintings are insane. I forgot how insane they are. Who paints with a push-up bra and a bare midriff? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I have to say, seeing the paintings, I also like her knee, she has a very unusual painting stance because she's up against a stool. But, like, her knee is up on the stool, only one knee. So it looks like she's on one of those, like, knee injury scooters. Yeah. So I think she did paint these. Because they're, like, um, (laughs) they're not... (laughs) I can't wait to hear this. They're, They're not, they're not, I wouldn't call them super sophisticated. They're just kind of, like, fun loving. They're very pretty. I'd love to have one in my house, you know, like, in the kitchen. But she, (laughs) Julie just grimaced when I said that. (laughs) But I don't know what art you have in your kitchen, but I would love to have these in my kitchen. I can't really tell what one of them is. I know one is flowers, but the other looks sort of like, um, we're gonna, we're definitely posting these on our Instagram so everyone can take a look before the episode. You know, when you walk into a museum and they're like, incredible works of art and you think oh i could do that like very simplistic type designs this you could definitely do yeah i won't i won't argue i won't argue you on that but this painting got a lot of more attention than it even it deserved attention just on its own merit right regardless of what you think of her painting uniform but she auctioned it off at a charity benefit concert for victims of the um, las vegas shooting um, which was very kind of her. and But what's also like a weird wrinkle in the story is who bought it, which I don't really know how that was revealed. Did he explain, did he announce it? The story gets even more random. So she auctioned off this, this painting and the person who bought it was Robin Leach, the English reporter best known for hosting uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I went to his Twitter feed and he seemed to be the only person posting about this event and auction so i don't know if he was a fan of her artwork or he was just you know helping out wanting to contribute to the cause but he did pose for a photo with this painting and i have to say he looks delighted am i losing my mind god i really think i am i like for a second i'm like is it the same painting i think it's a different painting is it Oh, he's holding it. Is he just holding it the wrong way? Oh, for a second, I thought it was legitimately like a totally different painting, but it is. Eh, I'm not sure. I love the comments on this Instagram also that random people have written. Picasso is shaking. <laughs> is this is this being donated to the Louvre? Then someone calls him out. They say he holds it the wrong way. And then someone else just writes, what a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's Julie coming in with her secret account. <laughs> 
he looks really happy to have it. He does. <laughs> I also love that there's even like a question of like what way is correct to hold this. And the money went to charity. I think we can all say that this was a really, this, sometimes we talk about stories that don't have a positive outcome. This one really does. Josh, where would you display this if Robin Leach was like, hey, Josh, I want to give this to you. You deserve this. I think I would have to donate it to like the Met. <laughs> um, but I guess if I wasn't going to do that, I would put it in my, maybe like above my desk for like inspiration when I'm writing to remember what beautiful art can look like. Or I would put it tastefully like right when you enter my house to know it's like a place of warmth and love. All right, well, that is the mystery uh, or like the intriguing case of Britney Spears' flower painting. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We have another, so this is like a kind of fun royal mystery. This is incredible. <laughs> Which is like, I'm still confused. At first I thought this was like a fake or I don't know, one of these weird, like, unsourced things, but it was on, like, all the British tabloids this morning, so I guess it's realer than some, yeah, who knows exactly, but it definitely seems like this happened. Okay, so the Mirror posted an article Tuesday morning, and I love that they have someone in their headline department whose sole responsibility it is to create the most scandalous <laughs> kind of angle for each each new story okay this this story is titled kate middleton prince william charles and george spotted on secret mystery visit to railway station what other information do they have well the way they set it up you would think they were like going there to like rob someone like collect like i have written down incriminating information about their enemies are they gonna like role play murder on the orient express you have no idea but per the mirror, the royal family was spotted at Chester Station on Sunday, where they are believed to have boarded a train back to London. Guys, that's seriously the story. Staff at the station saw the young family walk past Kate with her bump. I guess this shows how de desperate everyone is for royal-related information, that this is played up as such a scandalous, mysterious affair. But I guess they, like, went in a separate entrance. They didn't go in the main entrance. They, like, popped from their Land Rover into the train. But I love that the mirror has a subtle dig that they arrived late and missed the train. Oh, wait, this is amazing. It is understood the Duke and Duchess, accompanied by Royal Protection Officers, missed their original train at 2.33, fled to get on an empty train to crew about 10 minutes later. This is mysterious. Also, how now I'm getting caught up a little because how did they know they were going to take the 233? 
Well, I don't know. The hero of the story is this guy, Stephen Foote, who's a solicitor with Allington Hughes Law. What does that mean, Josh? Does that mean he's a lawyer? I think it means he's like third in command in the UK government. (laughs) I have no idea. So he is the only person responsible for this information. He uh, gave a quote to the local paper saying there was one plainclothes officer who asked me to walk a different route to get to my car parked in City Place. No outriders. Looked like two Range Rovers. Think the children were with them. William looked very ordinarily dressed with a green sweater and Nike trainers. I love that if you live in London and you even think you see the royals, it's like your civilian duty to phone this information into the mirror. Seriously, like I feel like they gave this the treatment of like a crime scene in New York, like it's like it's or like in the US, like that's the way they're like interviewing eyewitnesses. Literally, the whole story here was that they got on a train. Right. And then he took like the worst photos of I've, I've ever seen. But I mean, I guess he was trying to do it discreetly. Can you see the photos anywhere? Yeah, oh. I attached one. <laughs> wow. I actually think you undersold them a little. He got kind of close. And you can't tell it is Prince William. Right? Is that Kate Spack? That's Kate, and there's another photo of a nanny. Stephen Foote, the lawyer, I feel like risked his life getting really close to them. I know, where is he? I imagine that he was taking these photos when he was approached by one of the security members to take a different route. I feel like there was no way he wasn't visible to someone. Or maybe he just did like a lot of Zoom. It doesn't look like he's behind a bush or anything. He really just like, I feel like he jumped out, took his photo, then fled. Because I feel like that's when you get a photo that's with that kind of blurriness. You know what I mean? It's like when you have to take the photo super quickly. Yeah, what do you think they were doing? They were coming back. They were just like on a little day trip. I guess one of the royal estates is somewhere around here. I guess the mirror contacted the palace and said, hey, what were these guys doing? And the palace said, we don't comment on anything unrelated to their royal duties, like official duties. But my theory is that they were acting so discreet because you remember what happened the last time Kate went to a train station. (laughs) Paddington ambushed her. Paddington ambushed her, swept her up into like a full three minute, like vigorous dance. So maybe she's just kind of, she's avoiding him. He's been stalking her. I like that theory. I also feel like there's a little bit to me though, I'm kind of surprised, especially since she's pregnant and everything, they don't just have cars that take them all around. Like they're really running to catch a train. Do they clear out the train once they get on? Well, because they missed their original train, they had to ride an empty. I don't know, maybe George is into trains, so that was the appeal. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, like, I don't know. It's just it's, it's a little bit, the whole thing does feel a little bit. Also, I feel like it's unusual for photos like this. Maybe this is all because of Stephen Foote, that the story broke. But, like, why? Like, I feel like they must do this kind of thing regularly-ish. Like, they don't just stay holed up, but you never really find out about it. So it's interesting that this is one where they found out about it. I know. I'm a little worried for Stephen Foote's 
security now. He's going to get like a memo from Prince George soon. It's like, you stay out of our families. Also, like William looked very ordinarily dressed with green sweater and Nike trainers. Like, did he really need to add that kind of like dig at William's fashion? (laughs) I feel like he just was really, he should be working for the Daily Mail, honestly. I just, I really think that when you're a civilian and you see, it's just your duty to report it. I like how they tastefully blacked out the license plate of the Range Rover. That was very tasteful. I like that William matched his sneakers with his sweater, though. Oh. William's looking pretty svelte, I would say. <laughs> like, I feel like he's looking good. Also, I thought, I don't know if this has related to Stephen Foote's little incident, but William gave a speech last night condemning social media and saying we all spend, like, too much of our lives focused on it. I wonder if he's, like, getting fed up with these covert photos that end up circulating on Twitter. Oh, my God. Has he spent any time on Meghan Markle's Instagram? Has he seen the, like, painstakingly lit, you know, tablescapes? It would be funny if that was what really pushed him over the edge. Like, But, but now Meghan doesn't post anymore, sadly, for all of us. R.I.P. Can you imagine if she just came out with, like, one rogue post? Like, she just was, had had it, and she was like, I'm just going to post a selfie, and, like, just went for it. I feel like people would love it so much. Nothing would get more attention. I know. I want to believe that Kate has a secret account, though, and George. And maybe Megan has a secret one now, too. Well, I think that does it for this week's episode. Let us know if you have any theories on what their mystery train ride was for. I feel like we always get good sort of like London intel. If you know Stephen Foote, let us know. Also, speaking of mystery travel journeys, Julie will be coming to New York this week. Yes. So Josh and I are going to hang out. We have a couple, we have some pretty exciting dinner plans. We're going to hope to see some celebrities. But if you have any suggestions of where we should go. Yeah, let us know. All right. I think that does it for this week's In the Limelight. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm Jay Duboff. We also have an Instagram, In the Limelight Pod. Uh, This episode was edited and produced by Jordan Bell. Thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you next week. Until then, no bad energy.